Joining us, though, right now is the host of Game Time on NBA TV, Mr. Chris Miles. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Chris Miles TV. So, Glow, what's going on, my man? <laughs> hey, man, I cut, I cut my, my afro down, man. I got a seizure again, okay? I showed up to work yesterday. Everybody was like, oh, what'd you do? I was like, what? I went to the barbershop. That's crazy. Like, I do every week. <laughs> you know, Bradley Bill cut his hair the other night, Chris Miles. He no he's following my lead. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, if I got paid as much as Bradley Bill to get a haircut, have a haircut, I, my life would be enhanced. I'll tell you that. Amen to that. <laughs> Christopher, it's good to hear your voice, man. This is good. This is hey, uh, that's the DOC right there. 24-7, brother. No days <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted to have you on to get your thoughts about the tight race in the Western Conference playoff picture as well as Get your thoughts on the local club. The Wizards, in a little bit of a tailspin right now. Losers of nine out of their last 11. They lost by 14 at home last night. Second out of a back-to-back against Nikola Jokic in the Nuggets. You, I know your vantage point on this. You're not totally surprised as to what's happening right now with Washington. But if this thing continues to get out of hand the way it is, do you see any type of changes being made? Or would you be up for making any changes? You know, it's really interesting because you and I have been talking about this, what, four years now? Um, And again, it's not a personal knock on Bradley Beal, but his value has gone down to such an extent that now he's one of those guys that people look at as being on a bad contract as opposed to a value contract, right? Mm -hmm. So now, in order to move Beal, it's not like you're going to get a treasure chest to rebuild your team. So at this point, it's like, well, you're stuck with him for four more years, figure it out. And that's kind of where I look at this team as being. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot harder to kind of ship him and rebuild now. So this is Bradley Beal's team. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're putting the right pieces around him? I thought it was interesting when Kyle Kuzma was asked, the other, like, what was it, a week ago? They were like, hey, um, you know, the big three? or things yeah. like, we don't, have, we don't have any all-stars. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. And I think, you know, for Brad, there's that realization like, hey, you're not a perennial all-star. You're not someone that's an all-star every year because your name rings bells in that way. But if you perform at the beginning of the season, you'll make an all-star team, right? Like that's the kind of place where Bradley Beal is in his career. And the Wizards have to understand that that's who they have decided to build around. And we are six years in and it has not worked. Let, 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 me, let me ask you this. I'll, I'll throw it to Doc here in a second because I don't believe – Based off of the way the season's gone this year, Chris Stapps Porzingis has been this team's best player to this point. I don't even think it's a question. If you talk about what he's done on the defensive end and the way he's shooting the basketball, I know he doesn't rebound worth a lick. But to me, I think the hierarchy's messed up, and I think that eventually may cause friction within this locker room because, let's be honest, anybody who watches the Wizards game this year, Chris Stapps Porzingis has been who this team has had the most success going through. Well, and, and I tell you this also, it's funny that you, you mentioned King Chris Stapps because, as you know, I'm a lifelong Knicks fan, mm-hmm. and he came by the studio, and, you know, after we do the interview, I was like, we miss you in New York. <laughs> it's not so bad. Oh, I was, man. I, I know you was going to try to get it where you fit in on that one. <laughs> and, and, and he followed me back on social media after there that. You go. Actually, I, let, me, let me rephrase that because you know this is important. <laughs> he followed me on the Twitter, and I was like, oh, snap. Okay. I'm going to follow Chris Porzingis back. This is a great <laughs> moment in my next fandom. But uh, to your point, so 
if you listen to the way I talk about him, uh, injuries have kind of set him back. But theoretically, he should be the best player. But he's also still a guy you should look at as, okay, if he's your second-best player, you have a chance. Like the Mavericks, really, I look at Luka and Chris Stapps, like that should have worked. Yeah, that two-man game should have been deadly. But he wasn't healthy, and now he's finally healthy. Whatever, you know, kudos to the Wizards, you know, um, rehab and medical staff and making sure that he's right. You know, a lot of times we talk about the bad and we overlook the good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the most healthy he's been since 2017. That's a long time, okay, yeah. a very long time. So kudos to the Wizards for doing the things they needed to do with him when they brought him in last season. He's right. This is the healthiest he's been. And really, when he puts it in his mind that he's going to score – uh, you know, he's had the two 40-point games, his career highs this season. Um, he can be that guy. But Brad, at his peak, produced more than Chris Stapps. Like, let's not act like Bradley Beal didn't have a 60-point triple-double. Oh, come on, yes. But I, 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 I just think the way Brad is performing right now, it's like, well, it'd be great to have that Brad and this Chris Stapps, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not getting at, and I think that's why this team is faltering. But either Brad you get, if it's a Brad that's not premier on the defensive end, then his points are to me are negated. And I know I'm asking too much. There's only one Kobe ever. <laughs> but if you get and Mike, they got they had big points. They led not only led their team to scoring, and then they shut the number one guy down. I look at the Knickerbockers. You're further ahead than the Wizards. Much 100%. further ahead. Hundred percent. And so it, and you've got the worst owner on earth. So. Don't tell me that a, that bad guy or a guy who's not in touch, I can't win with you. The Knickerbockers are a great example. They have kind of come out of the sewer to where you start to believe, and they got components, they got parts, but this part they picked up last year changed them. Talk about Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Absolutely. The boy's a beast. And so the Wizards' pieces match up a little bit better than they ever have. I'll give them that, but you're still missing a piece, a vital piece. You don't win enough. You know, and that's a great point that you make, and I want to make some things very clear about the direction. Hey, Chris, the party, Hey, Chris. Right? Let, me, let us throw you on hold real quick. We're having a, a slight issue with the phone. We'll piggyback up in a second. I mean, if we can get that, get that squared away. But, no, we're joined by Chris Miles right now of NBA TV. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at ChrisMilesTV. Hit on a lot of realistic things there, especially when you talk about which version you're currently getting of Chris Dapps Porzingis. And I don't want to be a Bradley Beal hater or make it seem like I'm getting on him. Brad is letting this group down. We did not think this was going to be the Bradley Beal that we got this year. Especially, especially the way that Chris Dapps is playing and the way that Kuz is playing. Bradley Beal, to me, is the only one not holding up his end of the bargain. And I know the analytics will tell you, oh, he's as efficient as he's ever been. But I, but I just need more from a guy making that type of bread. You back, Chris? Yeah. I better you go. So, yeah. you know, to get to the point that, that you were making mm-hmm. about, you know, identity defensively, that sort of thing, yeah. that's where I like the decision that they made with Denny Avdia, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a guy, and I know Spencer Dinwiddie went on a podcast he's the ridiculous. other day and was like, he's supposed to be the next coming of Luka. I don't remember anyone saying that. He's, I, he's I love bitter. Spencer. He's bitter. <laughs> I love Spencer for hire. I mean, I interviewed him at Real Training Camp. We talked for a little bit off the record about – you know, his time with the Wizards, this, that. But that was crazy to me, okay, that he said that because no one's ever put that kind of exactly. onus on Tini Avdia. No one expected that from him. And when Luka was drafted, there was this thought that he was going to be, like, the next best thing 
and that the Suns would regret not drafting him first overall. Okay, there's, there's no comparison there. Right. I don't know where he got that from. Maybe one person said that one off, and it's crazy, or the guys made a joke. But what I'm saying is Denny gave his all on the defensive end, and that's how he got on the court. That needs to be, if your name is not Bradley Beal yep. or Chris Porzingis, if you want to play for the Wizards, it needs to be give your all on the defensive end. Be Daniel Gafford, be Denny Avdia, and that's how you play for us. And I think it started to permeate with the new guys coming to the team, right? Like you saw that with DeLon Wright as well. He came mm-hmm. in, oh, great defender. Like that's really how they can kind of offset that. But to your point, Doc, if Brad's just going to be offense, then he has to be offense. Seventeen and seven ain't enough. Nope. If you're not going to be a factor on a defensive end, yeah, and I think that's that's the point that we've kind of tried to hit at here. I just feel like, and you you brought up the great analogy, like if this if the Brad if we got the Bradley Bill from what 2019, 2020, in in combination with this version of Kristaps Porzingis, and mm-hmm. I think it may work. But when you look at roster construction, like they're going to probably go out and pay Kyle Kuzma four and one thirty this summer. When yeah. you have three guys making that type of money, because <laughs> we assume Porzingis opts into this deal, but who knows what type of market he'll have? You have to have your draft picks or cheap talent hit for you, and that just hadn't been the case for them. Well, I think this year's pick is the most egregious. You know, like Troy Brown was bad because I'm pretty sure they traded up they traded up for Kelly Oubre. I remember that. Then it was like Troy Brown. It's like they kept drafting the same position. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this. I think Denny, uh, Corey Kispert, right? Like those guys are kind of what you expect from that position. Like you're not really expecting a star, but for Johnny Davis to not be on the floor, to be in a G League, the Wizards are not in position to be drafting, you know, projects. They need to draft guys like in that spot, maybe Jalen Dirk. And I remember you and I have talked about this mm-hmm. before. When they drafted Rui Hachimura, the guy I had on the board was Robert Williams, who should have been oh, defensive player of the year last animal. year. Animal. That's the guy animal. I had on the on the board for the Wizards there. And we had Tom Haberstrow on the, you know, the draft coverage with us for NBC Sports Washington at the time. And he laughed at it. And that rubbed the, the Wizards brass the wrong way. But I'm like, hey, I'm just the one that actually cares about your franchise. Right. Ted Leontis, I wouldn't be where I'm at without you. <laughs> right? Right. Like in the opportunities provided. So I'm going to say things and I they call it like I see it. And I thought Rui Hachimura was a bad pick at the time. We said that on the show. Could tell it rubbed people the wrong way. But look at it now. That's yeah. clearly the case. And I know Robert Williams had the, the off-the-court stuff he was dealing with, and, and I know the argument was made on their side. Did they have the culture in place to inherit a guy like that where you're going to have to have your arm around him, so to speak? Uh, enough about the, the, the mediocre Wizards, though. Doc Walker's L.A. Lakers, Chris Miles, and that 5-12 through 12, uh, in, in the Western Conference playoff picture right now, how do you see it shaking out? And can we stick a fork in the L.A. Clippers if Paul George is going to have to be out for an extended period? We were looking at the timeline as soon as the Paul. So I saw Paul George's injury. I was like, that's a hyper oh, yeah, yeah, Four yeah. to six weeks, first round of the playoffs. Who would they have? The Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant might be back. Oh, Dunzo. Bye, yeah. Clippers. That was my initial thought. Um, and when you kind of look at how last night's game played out when he went down, it's kind of like can, this team just, they aren't anything without both Kawhi and Paul George. Correct. Now, with both of them, they can win the whole thing. Like, that's the craziest part. If you look at the West, it's wide open. Every team has a caveat that's a big, egregious thing. Like the Denver Nuggets, 
okay, uh, when Nikola Jokic has to sit, are they just going to implode like they have all season? Yeah. Memphis Grizzlies, yeah, there's a John Morant situation, but they're also missing Brandon Clark, uh, who tore his Achilles, and Steven Adams, who has the knee injury and hasn't played since January, right? right. Like, I can go down on the Golden State Warriors, not able to win on the road, has the Andrew Wiggins has missed 17 consecutive games uh, with some off-the-court thing. Like, every team has something where you're like, I don't believe in them. So I kind of look at the Lakers and go, hmm. what are the odds? I got to get to the bookie immediately. Place that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, M&M. That, Let's that go, baby. Seems like, the, why not? Yeah. Like, why not? If you're going to put some money on somebody out west, I'm looking at the Los Angeles Lakers like, all right, what are they, 22 to 1 odds? Let's do this. It's actually a pick em. They're plus 104 to make it, minus 128 to not make it. So very close. What are, what are the championship odds? That's what I want to see because I know it's probably something crazy. Eminem, don't give our secrets out, man. <laughs> yeah, no, see, they didn't want to talk Lakers. No, no, stay to, against to, them. To win the championship, Lakers plus oh, 4,600. Four, hey, I might go put that in as soon as we clock out of here, man. Well, it's uh, too but, good but to be true. The players, their role play. I love when people say role. And I look at where they were in the beginning of the season, and I go, who's the guy? Of course, Vanderbilt for me is like, why don't the Wizards have that guy? Yeah. See, I'm not, no, you're not going to get AD. But the fact that a, a Beasley, a Vanderbilt, certain guys like like D- we know D'Angelo has matured now. Russell ain't the same mm-hmm. guy he was there before. But when I watch them play, and I see them play in the absence of AD and LL, Bron, now I see guys that want to make a mark. And how they doing it? Rebounding and defense and hustle. It's always those three things. The shooter shoot. Yeah. But I'm watching my boy Hillbilly Kobe. He going to the <laughs> cup. Hillbilly Kobe, man. Oh, no, he, that's funny, he going man. to the cup. He no, he's doing some things you can't even imagine. He's it. got dog in him. He got. Like, yeah. He's. He, I'm. He's a vampire. And these cats are gonna come out of this thing if they get a little luck. Little luck and the luck's with AD. Yeah. If he can just stay healthy he enough. He plays how he played last night. He played dominant. Last well, he night, did because so. he he crapped the bid. Two games they should be up yeah. to, and he admitted it. But for him, and then when King, because yeah. <laughs> these are shooters, King had no shooters. Yeah. Man, it's gonna get stupid. So me and Eminem, we going to the bank, brother. <laughs> we going to the bank. You know, it, it's crazy. You talk about the Lakers and like AD missing that free throw against the Mavs. Yeah, Maxi Cleaver not boxing out. What's crazy is they have like ten of those losses with Russ. Yeah. You do realize that if they won that game against the Mavs, right, yeah. uh, and then, you know, one more game, I think it was like against the Rockets. Yeah. But they would be in sixth place. Yep. They would they would be past the play-in. To make the argument, they're climbing to fourth. Yeah. It's not this impossible. The, yeah, they, they would have needed to win those two games yeah. for me to believe yeah. that they would climb to fourth. But, yeah, they yeah. still can. And that's what's crazy. It's like, yeah, LeBron coming back against the Clippers April 5th, it's reported. Um, mm. which is just around the corner. It's like, hey, now. It's getting scary. Yeah. The team I wanted to ask you about is the, the, the dog who made his return last night, Carl Anthony Towns in the Timberwolves. No, he's something. Yeah, he's with, something else. With the maturation of, of Jaden McDaniels, and you see the way Anthony Edwards is playing once they get him back healthy, what, what do you make of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and do you think they have a shot? Because this offseason, when they put that big three together, we, we thought they would make some noise in the West. Well, sir, I don't know if you saw my Anthony Edwards interview. I got to send it to you so you understand I'm biased. 
Uh, you know, a guy I work with Smitty really mm. is uh, like family with Anthony Edwards. Okay. Uh, you know, so the backstory with Ant Man is his mom and his grandma passed away in like the same month. And oh, he's in high school. He's this top tier prospect and he really doesn't have a place to go. And he spent a lot of time with Smitty, who mentored him, right? So there's a the backstory there. Mm. So I've been hearing about this kid, you know, and he's kind of been around for four or five years now, right? And it's one of those things where I'm just happy to see him be successful, be the first pick in the draft, all of that stuff, right? Um, But when you understand what basketball means to him, he's got that thing that those guys have, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's like, oh, you don't think I can hit a jumper? This next play, watch this. And he comes down and he dunks on somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's that guy. He's really, like, if you saw the the movie with, uh, what is it, Hustle with, Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Sandler, that's really mm-hmm. who he is. They're like, all right, play yourself a little bit. Go, kid. Right? Yeah. I, I just I think if his ankle is right, they are another team where you go, oh, they could – who are they afraid of? Exactly. They have everything, I feel like, right? The, the biggest issue with them is figuring out this uh, Rudy Gobert, Nas Reed, Carl Anthony Towns yeah. mixture – because you probably, you know, a lot of not basketball, you know, people kind of know Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Nas Reed. I'm telling you. Might be their best big right now. He benefited the most from Gobert mm-hmm. being out. He might be, like, and I'm saying not like overall career, but as it stands today with Carl Anthony Towns working to get back, he might be their best in that position. So it's like, all right, what do you do with him in this situation? You can't just bench him. So they have some interesting decisions to make when it comes to the postseason and chemistry to figure out that if they do, uh, Jaden McDaniels, elite defensively, Ant-Man can defend his position, Gobert, that's what he's known for, Nas Reed. Like, really think about what that means as far as what they can be in the postseason. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you showed some love to Big Jelly, man. A lot of folks aren't hip to Big Jelly, man. Nas Reed at LSU was getting busy. So the fact that he's been able to continue to grow his game uh, the way he has is definitely important. Chris, what you got on tap coming up, man? How can we how can we check in with you? Hey, man, the games continue on Monday. Uh, make sure you catch the pre-half post. We got a doubleheader on Monday, so I'm looking forward to that. Got a couple of days off with March Madness, so um, if you get a chance, check out some of our interviews we had last night. Like I said, we had Michael Porter Jr. on the show after he dropped 21 on what team? You know who? <laughs> mm-hmm. Washington Wizards. <laughs> no way he did that. Uh, yeah, I, I know. It's just like things come full circle. So, you know, go on NBA.com, check out some of those interviews we've had with some of the players recently. Uh, check me out on, on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Chris Miles TV. Appreciate you giving us Thank some Chris time, for man. One good of the deal, best man. in the business. Well, absolutely. That is, All right, All right Chris. That it. is Chris Miles of NBA TV, one of the best in the business, man. Always love catching up with him and talking hoops.